We're back in your living room again. Or under your bed. Whatever you prefer. Yes. <laughs> in the living room or on the bed. Where, wherever you prefer. Wherever we can nibble your toes. <laughs> and this is, of course, the Red Dead Herring Podcast. No, with the Dead Red Herring Podcast. The Dead Red Herring Podcast. <laughs> you know how many people get that wrong? Yeah. I get that wrong sometimes. I just... <laughs> Red Dead Redemption Herring. Fuck! <laughs> I've been hanging out on a couple of streams now on Twitch with awesome people. Mm? And there are a lot of them that say they get that wrong. They, they get the Red Dead instead of Dead Red. Yeah, I can understand. I mean, if you if you just going with the Red Dead Redemption name, yeah. you just Dead Red, Red Dead, Red Dead, Red Dead, Red Dead. Yeah. Just because short circuits the brain sometimes. Yeah. And, and I mean, we are the home of weird segues and insane ramblings. That we are. And uh, our name is a pun on dead herrings. Yep. Actually, red herrings. Yeah. And dead horses. So, I mean. Well, I, I always look at it like a red herring is there to mislead you. Yeah. It's yeah. a dead end. It's a dead end. We're the dead red herring. It's just, no, it goes, it goes fuck all. Yeah, nowhere. just fuck you. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> this goes nowhere. And that's why it's awesome. Yep. That's why we love ourselves. Yes. Always love yourself. Please yourself. Yes. Make love with yourself. <laughs> Go, please your husband like never, never before. before. <laughs> when, you're mas- when you're masturbating, you always... Uh, the right one, I was going to say. <laughs> what if you're a lefty? Define lefty before I make a joke here. <laughs> What's to define? Yeah, you should re- use your right hand, I suppose. Or not be so communist. <laughs> you need to define this. <laughs> so either it's a Nazi or it's a commie. God damn it! Or either you're using your wrong hand or you just... Or you just use the right hand. Yes, <laughs> there's a right hand and a wrong hand. And with that, I think we'll end the subject of masturbation. Where are we now? <laughs> Speaking of dead herrings. <laughs> I don't recognize this place anymore. Yeah. I mean, we're, we were gonna do free-for-all rambling today, but this is just uh, ridiculous. As we usually do, I guess. Yeah, I suppose. But this... Well, okay. we had some things we would yeah, like to talk here. about. Okay, let me give you a weird segue. Going from masturbation to E3. It's sort of the same thing. Yeah, big circle jerk, I was yeah, going to say. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, l- let's just say this. E3 2019 is the big event we sort of just missed. Yeah. Well, yeah. in my case, I actually choose Yours was to... intentional. Yeah, I choose to ignore it because I've been burned too many times. <laughs> I've been hurt. <laughs> yes. You hurt me too many times, E3. I mean, I used to actually follow it quite intensely whenever it was E3 and just look at all the the live streams and stuff. Yeah. But after a, after a couple of E3s, you notice there's a sort of pattern. Yeah. You get shown stuff to be hyped about, and when you actually get the aforementioned product, it's nothing that was promised from the beginning. Nah, of course not. Uh, so, I mean, after a while, you just... Feel like there's no there's no reason to look at E3 anymore. There is no reason. Of course. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I I was on the other side when when some when I saw on the interweb that uh, oh and this uh, E3 the Sony said this and Bethesda said that I was like oh fuck Z3 mm. I miss I I heard nothing I forgot the date. First of all, yeah, but, uh, but then I was I wasn't really hyped for it though. No, I to was... be honest, I feel like E three this year just kind of crept up, uh, and there was no big, uh, big fireworks, so to say, as it usually is. Well, we had Keanu. Yeah, well, that's when it, when the event is going. But I yeah. mean, it, before the event, leading up to E three, at least it, I felt that it was. There was no real, hey, it's E3, oh, it was more like, eh, oh, here well, we go well it's gonna happen, and oh, here we go. Huh. It's no real grand opening, if you get what I mean. Nah, I think it's kind of a lukewarm reception nowadays. Yeah. I get that feeling. And, 
on one hand, it would have been nice actually to see Keanu real uh, on live, going out and being all uh, breathtaking and everything. <laughs> he is breathtaking. He is breathtaking. Mm. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like that's one thing that, out of everything, I don't think it really weighs up to me getting engaged with the event. No, no, I, I yeah, no, not really with getting our hopes up with E3. I mean, it was a f- good thing in E3, but yeah, mm-hmm. that was yeah, probably it. And, and I mean, if, if we're going to be honest, when it comes to the stuff they talk about on E3, it usually either just goes away or the relevant things pops up later on. Yeah. So when things are getting more relevant, that is when it's actually also more interesting to look at them. Mm, that's now, true. with that said, I am really excited for Cyberpunk 2077. Yep. I'm really looking forward to that game, and I, I just hope that uh, CD Projekt Red, s- they, they stick with their guns mm-hmm. and go in the direction they believe it should be. Yeah. Uh, and don't fold to all the stupid NPCs complaining right now. I was going to say criticism, but it's not really criticism as much as... No, I, I don't see any criticism. I just see a whole lot of whining about yeah. be, being transphobic and uh, stuff like that. And to be honest, I, I think that the whiners right now, they, they don't really appreciate what cyberpunk as a genre can give them. No, I, I mean, they're pretty much nitpicking just to have something to rip yeah, the, on it. It's like, you you know the meme with the uh, with the guy in the classroom uh, and he is like got the veins about the pop. Yeah. <laughs> it's like an NPC without whining for 10 seconds. <laughs> when you're an NPC and you haven't whined for 10 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> so, and when there is an event like E3 and a lot of hype around the AAA games, of course, these people are going to crawl out of their caves and circle around it like some fucking, I don't know, vultures. Well, of course, it's the only way they can feel relevant in the uh, current uh, current thing they're whining yeah, about. Exactly. I mean, nothing will ever be good enough for these people. They just want to have something to rip and shred. Yeah. They, they can take real criticism, and if you have the audacity to question <laughs> them, you will be called everything there is in the book. Yeah. So it's just ignore these people. And speaking of things crawling out from beneath the rock or whatever they the <laughs> place they've been hiding. That you should ignore. Yeah. Uh Anita Snarkisian. Yeah, yeah. She actually came out on Twitter and and sort of gave a not so subtle nudge to CD Project Red that she wanted to be a consultant. <laughs> and and that's like why that that's that's the height of arrogance though <laughs> yeah it, it was basically saying i see you have made some uh, poor decisions if you want some advice how to avoid it you can always hire me yeah i mean I, i'm thinking you know, like when you're conducting an interview to hire someone and you basically said okay why should we hire you mm. what can you actually give us what what can you give us what who are you? How would you describe yourself? What's your weakness? <laughs> I would, um... Actually, I think we can really summarize whatever it is, whatever kind of project that that person ever engages in. We have quite the clear record that all of them go down. Yeah. How do you spell con artist? <laughs> A-N-I-T-A. <laughs> Nark. <laughs> it's really interesting because every project that has been told that she's been some part of. Turns to shit. Yeah. Mirror's Edge. uh, She was, I think she was part of the the development of uh, Andromeda. I think she was, maybe. And stuff, I mean. She has the Midas touch of shit. Yeah, I mean, even her own projects go to (laughs) shit. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. You see her that feminist frequency shit. I don't know if that still goes. I don't think it is. Well, maybe it is. I don't know. Yeah, maybe but she, she's later. been out of the limelight for so long that I was like, holy shit, she's still alive? <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's it, it's just like when 
when uh, some old actor or something just comes out of nowhere and it's like, holy shit, you still alive? <laughs> I thought you died. Yeah. And that basically the same reason why they are popping up is to stay relevant. Yeah. She knows she's not relevant anymore. Yeah, no, she's not. No. And now she's just grasping at whatever. I, I can help you consult with this. Just keep me in this in the stage light. Yeah. Spotlight, spotlight. <laughs> stage light, spotlight, whatever. Yeah. I mean, she's she's like this withered husk of some weird... Abomination just coming out of the shadows. Again, Yeah. Ugh. I mean, they should go all witcher on her ass. <laughs> yep, they should. <laughs> Geralt! Help! Help. <laughs> Might have a contract for you. Yes, it appears to be a water hag. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. And, and just everything else surrounding. Cyberpunk 2077. I mean, th there was some guy that uh, he was offended about <laughs> nudity in the game. Oh, no. Yeah, and it's interesting because CD Projekt Red, they, they actually, I don't remember who it was that was talking about this, but they actually made a point about this, that within this world, of cybernetics. Yep. Flesh or meat or the body, whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. it has become sort of... Um, since everyone is more or less using cybernetics, mm. having pure flesh, having your body untouched by cybernetics, it's sort of a weird thing. It, mm. It's... And, and in my opinion, it goes to the bottom of what the genre of cyberpunk is all about. It's this meeting between, between humanity, the human mind, the human body, and advanced technology. I mean, yeah. where's the limit? Where's the edge between going from being human into going into being a machine and stuff like this? Uh, I actually want to do a real deeper analysis on... or. Not really an analysis. I, I just want to have a deeper discussion and talk about the genre of cyberpunk at some point. Yeah. But I think I, I want to just have better yeah, we, we material to, to work with. Exactly. We, we need to do some serious research and uh, take a closer look at the genre before yeah. we go because, into that discussion. Because uh, uh, two years ago or something... I really did a deep dive into the genre and just listened to a whole lot of interviews, especially with uh, William Gibson. Yeah. And just a whole lot of different stuff talking about the genre, where it came from, and whatever happened during uh, its uh, grand era. Mm. And just looking at it from a philosophical perspective, it's really interesting. And I really love the, ja uh, the, the genre for how it actually deals with these questions and how it sort of tries to explain in its own way the underlying tendencies or fears or worries that comes along with the meeting between humanity and technology. Yeah. At least in the way it was in the late 70s, uh, early and mid 80s. Mm. Because of the real explosion of technological development that were in that age, it really, I mean, you, you went from a semi-analog society into a more or less fully digital society. Yeah. Just that shift and what it does and what it means to people. That, I mean, it, it was more or less a, a revolution, both of the mind and of society. Yeah. So that's why I want to do a deep dive. Yeah. Talk we, about it. Uh, exactly. We need, we need to go deeper in this. But yes, basically with the cyberpunk and technology that flesh is weak. Or maybe flesh is strong. Flesh is weak. <laughs> You're weak. But uh, speaking of weak flesh. <laughs> what are you going to do with that? My, my weak flesh. Hey, it's put, not so weak anymore. Put, put that back. <laughs> no. Uh, you've actually seen uh, a kaiju movie. I did, actually. I was uh, a couple of 
couple of days ago, about a week ago, I was away to see Godzilla, King of Monsters. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's your opinion of that? Well, I'm not going to say that the critics are wrong about this. That um, Okay, maybe I should just state, I like this movie. Mm-hmm. I really did, because I, I have seen the classical, and I like these old classical movies and the just, old Japanese classic the old, yeah. exactly the old Japanese with the all all the different monsters I <laughs> with, really like with that. guys in big rubber suits running around that amongst is, the models it is charming as hell <laughs> I, I I find that very charming but I I did react on something what the critics said about this movie they basically said it's just a bunch of monsters fighting. It's just the monsters fighting. It's nothing. Wow. Wow. I mean, who would have <laughs> thunk it? Monsters fighting in a kaiju movie. Yeah, exactly. I mean, big monsters fighting in a big monster movie? No. No. Why would they? Yeah. But yeah, I'm totally honestly. The. Um, Human actors and the lines they um, they produce? put out produce yeah <laughs> it that's really not why you're there I'm telling you that because <laughs> basically you're playing cliche bingo with that but ah it didn't really affect me because that's like I said that's not why I was there I was there to see Godzilla and Ghidorah duking it out yeah. in their new. CGI glorious forms. Exactly, and I like that CGI form, because when I think uh, Godzilla CGI, a certain movie from 1998 comes to, <laughs> springs to mind. Oh, you, you mean the real Godzilla? <laughs> Get out of here. It feels to Gulag. To Gulag with you. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Because... What I like about these new um, new Godzilla movies is I think they are giving the beast, the big titans, really, very much justice in their form and their strength and their sheer size. Mm-hmm. I think I think they have made a good version of it. Okay. So I can strongly recommend uh, Godzilla: King of Monsters and Godzilla from uh, two thousand and fourteen. Although that that was more human acting than there was Godzilla, so take so, that. So you mean to say that uh, King of Monsters is sort of the reverse of the first movie? I or, or where mirror image? In a in a sense, I would say that yeah. So basically, less humans, more monsters. Yeah. But that's what I like about the the new one. Yeah, we like it. personally, I I've never really been into the big monster movie. Well, you are an uncultured swine, so <laughs> sorry. Go on. Oh, like your mother. Oh dear oh, lord! Snap. No, no, I just it it never really appealed to me. I guess mm. for some reason it's not. It's just not something that that gets me going. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a big monster, and now they're fighting. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. It's it just never been a thing for. No, uh-huh. but well, I th- I find it very charming, and it comes from the old the old movies that they are this vast amount of huge monsters fighting and the different types, flavors really of, and their their own little abilities and all that, and that's why I really like to. And that's why I like this one, to see this in a new modern take, really. Because, in a, yeah, <laughs> they are very cheesy in the old ones. But I do like that they are giving it some sort of worthy justice, this cheesiness, in the new one. Because, yes, basically, yes, Ghidorah is a big golden Hydra thing spewing yellow electricity really in the old one old movies that looks kind of funny sometimes i do agree on that but they do manage to portray Ghidorah very intimidatingly intimidatingly that is a word now word 
I mean, they do put a sheer size in this goddamn monster, and it they do make him very intimidating. So yeah, I, I think... And also you have... Yeah, you have... Y'all have seen the trailer. I might as well gonna say the different kinds of monsters duking out. You have Godzilla, Ghidorah, Rodan, and Mothra, basically. You have these four ones. The main four monsters. Then there are some others in the... <laughs> in the background, but uh, not important right now. See the movie. But uh, you're sitting there thinking, okay, how the hell can they make a huge moth sort of badass and intimidating? Well, they manage. They. Yeah. It's kind of difficult to sit here and explain without sounding. They just manage it, people! But, uh, yeah, I, I think when you give them the sheer size, speed, and power behind these monsters in the new modern form, you are sort of giving the visual or the idea of the monsters justice that's what i think and <laughs> they are hinting ve pretty very much at the king kong is facing godzilla before you say how the hell are they going to do that with a size difference they have in skull island kong skull island that movie from uh, what was it 16 uh, it's a movie with Tom Hiddleston, uh, Stinky Cheese Larson, uh, and some other characters. Uh, but what they do in this new uh, King Kong movie, that they are they are tying it together with the so-called... I was going to say Monster Universe, or um, Kaiju Universe, really, or Godzilla Universe. So they are tying it together with the... All the other Godzilla, or all the other, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the other two Godzilla movies, or at least one at that point in time. I'm just waiting for them to actually bind together with Transformers or some shit like that. <laughs> oh God, no! Please don't let that happen. We already I'm, have. I'm not going to give them ideas. We already have Pacific Rim. Speaking of Pacific Rim, I I did not get the hype for that movie. I still don't get the hype for that movie. Well, I, s I think it's basically the same as for the Godzilla movies that you have. I I, I was talking about my with my dad about this one, and we uh, basically <laughs> came to the conclusion that it is a, some sort of childish catharsis that you see a big monster and a big robot duking it out. It's you're not there for the for the drama or the. Deep conversations. <laughs> no, the, fuck the drama. <laughs> or the ex <laughs> existential discussions about what we do in the universe. You have a big robot and a big monster fighting. That's it. And that can be entertaining in itself. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I enjoy mechas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like mechas really much. I think it's an awesome concept with the big machines and, and stuff like that. But it is, it is a mecha for... It's, it's just that with Pacific Rim, I think what rubbed me the wrong way was the means of how they operate the machines. The, the sp split person. Uh, exactly. Yeah. The two person sync thing. It's like, how the hell is that even logical? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it seemed a bit unnecessary. It, it, in my it was opinion. way too. Beyond, it just broke my uh, yeah, immersion. Yeah, suspension of disbelief, yeah. really. You're just sitting there thinking, why? Yeah. <laughs> but why? It, it was like, okay, we need a plot device here. Um, You need to have two to drive these. It's like, why? <laughs> so that the general guy can basically say, I drive one experimental one myself, and my, now my brain is fucked and I'm dying. Yeah. Basically. So I'm... <laughs> So yeah, there was some some things in that, yeah. And when that happened, it, it it broke my suspension of disbelief and my immersion. It, it, at that point, I just started questioning everything. <laughs> and I mean... There's your extensional yeah. discussion, people. This is not really that. It's just that, okay, why do they have to, uh, have, to have two? How is that logical? What kind of a fucking... Dumbass system is that? There's really 
from what when I saw the movie, there was nothing really explaining why it had to be two. It's just is. Yeah. And at that point, it's like, no, 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 no. You need to explain <laughs> that shit to me. There has to be a le- real clear reason to why you need to have two people syncing up as one. Hmm. Instead of just having one person linked up to the machine to do the damn thing. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So think about that one, people. Bad plot device. That's what that's what it is. Now, sure, <laughs> bad, bad plot device. But but if you listening to this know the reasoning and can explain it to me, go ahead. <laughs> Change my mind. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, here. here. <clears throat> and, and sort of, it's not the same as with the kaiju's, but I mean. I think that Godzilla is a kick-ass character. Yeah, I I wholeheartedly agree. But when it it's it's just too big of a scale for me. I have nothing against big monsters and you everything mean the like physical that. scale of Godzilla in this one, or yeah, well, all the monsters actually. I mean, sure, it's awesome with the big monsters out of everywhere and stuff. And but at some point, it's just I feel it's a bit too big. <laughs> they race cities. They they have super mega awesome abilities and inert weapons and stuff like that. But at the same time, it's just how, why, why though? Yeah, they they sort of explained that the they existed uh, on the planet when the planet was bombarded and basically a radioactive yeah. uh, wasteland. So they learned to absorb and feed on that radiation and. Mm-hmm. And oh. then they grew stronger. Oh, well, they were big and strong from the beginning, but they learned how to har- they harness that power, Stephen. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that is basically why Godzilla has his atomic breath, or yeah. basically how um, in this one, Rodan is sort of a, on a full, full-time diet on napalm, but blah, 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 whatever. He's burning. Yeah, basically. yeah, yeah. So, and uh, doesn't he like come up from a volcano? In this one, yeah, yeah. I think he is on from the original. I need to check on the original one. So yeah, but they, but I kind of cool, really. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> not to spoil too much from the movie, but Ghidorah is basically manipulating the weather. Weather, <laughs> My tongue is twisting. But articulating, articulating, nah. <laughs> basically manipulating the weather and creating a big hurricane around himself to travel when he's traveling around. Ah. basically using his um, uh, energy manipulating uh, beams and to make this big ass because he's so- some sort of alpha mm-hmm. great, uh, great thing. Yeah, but yeah, I'm. <laughs> Not spoiling too much of these. <laughs> Just when it comes Intricate to plot. Th- these, the sizes, this gigantic things, I have an easier time with it if it is in space. <laughs> it, like, uh, for example, um, what, what's your, let, let's say the Death Star. Yeah, I can buy that with the immense size and everything because it's in space. It's not really bound to any limitations when it comes to size of planet and stuff like that. Mm. I mean, I mean, I think that the whole project in itself would not be feasible if you look at real physics, but <laughs> of course, <so>. screw <laughs> physics. This is awesomeness. <laughs> and, uh, but, but yeah, yeah, spaceships or, or, uh, creations and s- stuff like that in, in the emptiness of space. Yeah. I have a much, easier time to just go with that mm. than stuff on Earth, to say. Yeah. yeah. At least until a, a certain size of it. Yeah, of course. But I think you can apply what you said about that. Screw physics. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. And I, I'm thinking, just thinking my own explanation why they need to be that big, and mm-hmm. I think it, they need to be that big to survive that harsh uh, world they were living on yeah. before they went on... Uh, Basically, slept under the earth. Yeah. Or... Well, well, actually, when it comes to this, I, I don't care about physics or, or 
I mean, I, I have the suspension of disbelief when it comes to kaijus. It's yeah. just that it kaijus as a thing well, never... Sometimes it gets too spoken. much, I suppose. Yeah, so. well, it, it never interested me that much with having them duking it out. Mm. It's like, yeah, well, they fight. They they have their breaths and stuff and hurt each other. But then at the end, Godzilla is still king and uh, protector of puny humans. So I'm, yeah. Nah. Yeah. I I think most of the um what what I like and basically what I think works with these big monsters duking it out. If you had say unknown big ass monsters just fighting, I would sit there and be like, eh, okay, kind of awesome, but eh. Mm. But I think it this has some sort of almost nostalgic value because these are such famous big monsters you get to see made just there there go again made justice but when you have the 1998 version that did not <laughs> do it justice no that was that was just bad yeah just so bad yeah but when you have when you get to see this modern take on the old fight of these mm-hmm. old monsters you get some sort of yeah if, if, if you had some sort of connection to the old stuff but as i understand i, it, I totally be, get it that yeah. you enjoy the new things yeah but I, I guess as i understand you didn't you haven't really no, seen the no, old uh, ex- exactly i i haven't really well i've seen some of it but i never really watched it if you get what i mean yeah it's, uh, yeah the difference there it, it's just as I said, it, it never was my thing. Nah. So I think that's also why I don't really care. It's like, I don't really care about King Kong. Hmm. I think I've seen the old movie from the 70s and all, but it's like, yeah. Yeah, it was an okay movie, I guess, <laughs> but, but nothing more than that. Yeah, I think that that's all too with that. It is some sort of famous old monster, a sort of classic, really, yeah. because it's. Fun fact, the old King Kong movie was actually the first one that they used originally created music for. Really? One of the... Uh, uh, or Which old are we talking about now? It, uh, when was it from? The, the I mean, the first one. The, the, um, the, the black and white? Yeah, exactly. The really old one. The original. That That's really interesting that they actually have their... Uh, if they have that as the point four original movie scores. Yeah. Meh. Uh, yeah, uh, from the 30s, the 33. 19, okay. 1933. Because m- movies before that all basically had... Um, they used existing music from other movies and famous scores from... Or famous pieces of classical music. When okay. They, uh, when they made the movie. But... The creator of this movie said, no, I want originally created for this movie. Specific this Specifically movie. for this movie. Ah. So that's a fun little trivia for you. Yeah. It is. I did not know that. I learned about this until recently when I was at a <laughs> concert of movie music and all that. Yeah. That's fun. But uh, what was we talking about before that? Uh, Kaiju's King Kong size uh, stuff like that. Oh, yeah, exactly. The the famous old, uh, the famous old monster that that is King Kong. I basically, yeah, that that is also holding its worth with its nostalgic value Mm -hmm. in the new movie because, well, (laughs) they size him up pretty good there. Yeah, really increases his size. Basically, so he can fit fighting Godzilla later on, I suppose. If you're into that. Yeah. A big ape fighting a lizard. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, the the age-old question is, all right, how is King Kong going to kill Godzilla? I mean, Godzilla would basically step on him. Well, I, I thought about that, but basically if you had a sort of um, tiny monkey with the bone-hard intention of killing you. That shit is very fast and nimble. Also, and if it's y- yes, monkeys and apes 
generally are, if we compare to humans, they're yep. way stronger than us. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, they are. Chimpanzees and they bite. Are. Yep. Hard. Yeah. They're evil. Yep. So I think we have a fun battle coming up between King Kong and <laughs> Godzilla, basically. So Ape versus lizard. Yes. Who's win? <laughs> Who wins? Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know what more to say about it more than uh, if you like it, good for you. Go ahead, have fun. I'm not going to stop you. Yeah, I actually, <laughs> if you have um, basically connections, connections, well, if you have memories of the old Godzilla movies and the old Godzilla monsters, you yeah. are going to like this new one, King of Monsters. Yeah. But if you're expecting this deep conversation or this... <laughs> This, you uh, come to the wrong place. Penis rising drama. Yeah, you really come to the wrong penis place. Penis rising drama. Yeah, basically drama when it's so dramatic and um, theatrical that you get a hard on from it. And Th- basically that, that, that sounds like you're describing the acting for a porno. I was gonna go uh, with a <laughs> parallel to the basically Swedish movie uh, and all that, you know. Everything has to be dramatic and all that. Penis. Yeah, but penis rising. I needed a adverb. <laughs> you, you needed an image. <laughs> I need an image of penis rising drama. <laughs> yeah. I actually have a colleague. He refers to porn as uh, real life based action. <laughs> That is the way to describe it. <laughs> that is the way to describe it. I mean, he's not wrong. Yeah. I guess. Like, yeah. <laughs> this action is based on real life. Well, in a sense, yes. <laughs> Humanity at its most basic sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's somewhere between the reptile and the ape form. Yeah. I guess. Or even earlier the missing link <laughs> no it, actually that is the link <laughs> <laughs> i think if we have anything constant throughout all of human existence that is it yeah sex is existence people well change the, my the, mind the creation of offsprings would more, be more with this humanity and life Basically, there's a lot of fucking going on. Yep. There's a lot of fuckery going on. <laughs> Especially today, there's a lot of fucking going on. Yeah. Without the basic reason of procreation. Yeah. Instead, we have a whole lot of... Well, like, we have a whole lot of STDs. There's always been a whole lot of STDs, but... Speaking of STDs, <laughs> there's actually a whole new strain of gonorrhea, I think, in Britain. <laughs> that they have problems with Gonorrhea uh, Britannia I'm gonna call it that <laughs> I think it was at least in Britain uh, and it's uh, resistant to antibiotics so they actually have a real problem with that shit <laughs> I guess that's what happens when you only have an island yeah get tested people this is no in no way a argument against Brexit I think they're doing the right thing going out of that <laughs> horrible, despotic, so-called union. I think we should sort of do the same, but I am equally uh, positive to uh, reforming it from the ground up. So, whatever. Well, floats your goat. Yeah. But, uh... This has been our service announcement for gonorrhea. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Don't be a fool, wrap your tool. Exactly. (laughs) Wow, masturbation... And STDs in okay. one episode. Even if it's a, if it's a quickie, wrap that sticky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Only for the sole purpose of recreation, of course. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I sat here Im- waiting for a rhyme to that. <laughs> Only for the sole purpose of pro- procreation and a rhyme for that. I was just t- sitting here yeah, waiting for I, that. I don't know what rhymes with that. Procreation. Even if it is for procreation, wrap your expectation. <laughs> Subvert your expectation. 
don't think we can get more more than that now. <laughs> so the quote of the day is even if it is for rec- pre- fuck <laughs> yeah exactly even if it is for procreation procreation subverb your expectation <laughs> it it doesn't even rhyme but what the hell it doesn't even rhyme what the hell. <laughs> <sighs> oh god. Th- this is the insane rambling we were talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of minutes in and we're just okay. Oh, hey, what the fuck is going on? I'm getting low oxygen to the brain. Ramblings. But but we shouldn't have a problem with oxygen. I mean, windows open, there's a good flow of air. It is hot though. It is warm. It is. I mean, it's summer in Sweden and it's not even raining. What is this? Well, it will still be midsummer. Expect rain yeah. and cold. <laughs> Expectations subverted. <laughs> yeah, l- let's actually talk a bit, like a bit, like a bit about that. The th- there is this image about the Swedish summer. Yeah, y'all people think that the weather in uh, Britain is bad. <laughs> Swedish summer is worse. At least they are consistent with their gray, gray, cold, and yeah, all in all, bleak weather. Yeah, we can get snow in the middle of summer. Yeah, think about that, people. <sighs> it's not that it happens often, but it is known to happen. So I mean, it it can be midsummers, and and we celebrate midsummers uh, in the end of Late June. Yeah, in the end of June, and. Lo and behold, some, it has been known to happen that there's actually been snow on that day. Yeah. I mean, this should be the high point of summer. So, uh... Well, I do remember one midsummer we had, uh, rain plus six degrees Celsius and overall cloudy. This sounds like a typical Swedish summer day. It was the same weather at Christmas there, that. Before yeah. the Christmas before that. Yeah, that, that's also known to happen. <laughs> so yeah, we, we had the same weather on <laughs> midsummer that we had on Christmas. I, I just love how weather in Sweden is like... It is optional. I, I was gonna do a remark here that might offend people. <laughs> do it. It's like a woman with PMS. <laughs> Mother nature at, at its PMS finest. Yeah. It's oh like, <laughs> whiny as hell, don't know what to do, and starts crying for nothing. Or raging. Or both. Or just super happy. It's like, you never know what the fuck to expect. It's fun. Yeah, you just dig a trench, or a foxhole, jump in, helms on, load your gun, and wait. <laughs> <laughs> Soon this whole harrowing experience will be over. <laughs> You should take between three days and two weeks. So, hold tight. Yep. And now we're talking about the weather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's fun. But, I mean, lately we've been having really good summers. Well, last summer we had drought. Yeah. And last time, actually, that happened was back in 92. It was the same kind of summer, really dry, uh, hard for farmers, stuff like that. So, yeah. I mean, it's nothing new, and it's been happening a whole many times before that. So, yeah. That's why I keep saying we need to burn the Jävle, Jävle, bok, oh, Jävle yeah. Bokken. Jävle Bokken. We need to give nature its sacrifice. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's like a substitute for the old Norse uh, blut. Yeah, exactly. Where... We actually, uh, at least to the, I want to say within quotation marks, recorded stories, because yeah. no one really knows. There's no real accounts of what happened. Well, there are tales about There it. are tales. There are myths. I mean, what people usually refer to is either the Icelandic Edda, yeah. or some scribbles made by a monk that never even went to the north. Hmm. He stayed like in Germ- northern Germany, what is now northern Germany. Just and peered over the ocean. No, oh, no, actually, he, he talked to people that had heard from others what happened up here. So <laughs> it's all hearsay. We don't know for sure. Which is kind of sad because 
yeah, that's our heritage, people. But uh, according to the myths and all, it's supposed that there was this tradition of blut where you took and sacrificed people to please the Norse gods. Yeah. And uh, you have the midwinter's blut. Yep. And I'm not w- sure... Winter if... solstice, I think. Yeah, around the solstice. And as also, also when it comes to midsummer, Swedish midsummer is actually just a continuation of old Norse pagan, so to say, traditions. Yeah. You know, we have this big pole, Midsommarstång, we call it. It's a big phallus. Yeah. It's a penis penetrating the earth. Yep. You can't get more patriarchal than that. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) And then you have people, young and old, jumping around it like uh, weird stuff, singing Smågrodorna, Smågrodorna. And doing stuff like that. Yeah. But we're sane up here. Yeah. There's no problem with us! <laughs> it's a problem with you, damn it. Yeah. No, but it, basically, it, around Easter, mm-hmm. around the f- last of April, 1st of May, we are we're building huge pyres, really. Yep. To, to cele- celebrate the end of winter and welcoming spring. Yeah. In Germany, that is called Valpulgidsnacht. All right. And we call it the Valborg. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and also, we should really make like traveling videos about Sweden. Come and visit. Yeah, actually, we should. That Hire us, damn it. <laughs> and also, not to forget the last of April, Sista April. That's true. That's actually a big hi- holiday for at least a lot of university students. That's true. That's true. At least at the universities that count. <laughs> Mainly Lund. Mainly. Mainly. You could, uh, if needed, we could pull Uppsala into this as well, but... uh, (laughs) If necessary. If necessary, yeah. Mm. We don't need to talk about that. Nah. But usually what happens at Sista April, last of April, is that all the university students gather around and uh, drink a whole lot of booze and have a good time. You know, because they can. Basically, university students at large. At large. But this time, it's a holiday for them. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you even get the day off to do that. <sighs> but there is no th- such thing as a day off when it comes to university. It always comes down to uh, studying at home, so to say. Oh. <laughs> You're not free. You just don't have any lectures today. You still need to read. Clutch, clutch, clutch. Yeah. Clutch goes the whip. But, I mean, I have some fond, fond memories of the university life. So Fondling memories, yeah. Fond... Yes. Yes. Uh, what, what else kind of weird traditions do we have in this country? Um, I mean, we have Eastern like everyone else in the Christian West world. Yeah, I mean, those we have yeah, Easter, you know, Christmas... Bunnies and eggs. Yeah. And the eggs is actually part of the old fertility ritual, so... Yes. I I have no idea where the bunny comes in through this, though. Good question. Maybe it's Jesus in disguise. (laughs) Are you saying that Jesus was a furry? That's your word, not mine. No wonder they put him on a cross. (laughs) (laughs) Roses are red, his death was a big loss. Degenerates like you belong on a cross. <laughs> think, yeah. As uh, someone once said, so can it go, snickar jävel? <laughs> you have to look that one up with yourself. <laughs> yep. This will be the, uh, the your Swedish um, phrase for the day to learn. Yes. Yeah. I'll, I'll say it once again. So can it go, snickar jävel? You need to figure out what letters you need to change for that yeah. one. It, it's popular at family gatherings, so... Yeah. Yeah, especially at church as well. Oh, yeah. 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 Toads. Totally. <laughs> Say it to friends and family. <laughs> Spread the word. <laughs> Ask your local pastor or reverend. <laughs> <laughs> Refer to the guy on the cross as Snickerjävel. It'll work out perfectly. Yep. That is a good word for him. Actually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
So, uh, <laughs> you think we had enough insane ramblings for this time? <laughs> I think so. I think the audience have also. also nah, have. they're never good enough of us. I basically say like the Ludovico uh, method. You're strapping down, eyes up, and just hit listening to our insane ramblings. <laughs> they will never have enough. Whether Instead like of Be- Beethoven, it's us. <laughs> they will never have enough of us, whether they like it or not. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yep. Yep, indeed. And as per usual, you can find all of our stuff on the various podcast sites available all around the interwebs. Yep. And, uh, of course, on YouTube. Yes, we will uh, add some additional little creations. We do Let's Plays and all that. that And we we do live streams. That we do. Nowadays, we do the live streams on Twitch, so, yeah. But they will sooner or later show up on YouTube. From there also. Yeah. But mainly we are streaming from Twitch. Yeah. And, that, so. and you can also find our videos on BitChute now. That's true. We're, we're in the process of uploading all our stuff. Uh, but yeah. We, we need to search the archives for the Be old patient. stuff. Be patient. And if you want to get in t- contact with us for whatever reason. There's a carrier pigeon to your house at any moment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we don't use owls. Owls are heretical. Yeah. <laughs> Good old pigeons. But you can always get in touch with us on Twitter. The yep. handle is at DRH Podcast. Yes. And you can always send a mail. Mm-hmm. Address is dead.red.herring at gmail.com. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think I think that's it. That, that about covers it. Yeah. yeah. Like your insurance. It covers it. But only that. But only <laughs> Only so much. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. I thank everybody for listening. I hope you've had a good time. I know we did. Yep. Oh, yes, we did. And uh, we'll be back on a later date with more Insane Ramblings. (laughs) When you least expect it. Yeah, I hope you will join us then as well. (laughs) When you expect it. Whether you like it or not. (laughs) We'll be there. Like a bad rash. Yes. Or a proctology <laughs> Gloves on. Take a deep breath. <laughs> so, yeah, and with that, I'm going to say thank you and have a good time. Have a good time. Bye now. I heard Tim Tam suck. What's Tim Tam? Exactly. <laughs>